Welcome, meeting makers. I'm your host, Lauren Green, meeting coach and facilitation trainer, here to help you unsuck your meetings one episode at a time. I've helped hundreds of professionals and organizations through leading inclusive, engaging, and productive meetings. And now I'm offering this podcast to help you do the same. Think of this podcast as an ongoing workshop, where each time you tune in, you'll get a bite-sized nugget of knowledge you can apply right away. If you lead meetings or might someday, you're in the right place. Let's make your meetings work. Hi there, meeting makers. So you've decided, yes, you should meet and you've prepped for your meeting. You know exactly why you're meeting, who you need to meet with, and hopefully you have a general sense of the logistics like date, time, duration, and location. So now it's time to design an outline for your meeting. If this is all new information and you haven't listened to the first three episodes of this season, pause here and go back. Remember that each season is designed as an audio training that you can take one step at a time. Make sure you listen to at least episodes two and three before you listen further. Believe it or not, I've made a generous income from giving feedback on meetings that don't have the basic information we're sharing in these episodes. In other words, if you're here, that means you want to make your meetings work, and that choice is going to save you money, time, and ultimately make your teams and organizations happier and more effective. So it's time to outline your meeting flow at a high level. Remember when you used to write research papers and you had to write an outline or you were supposed to? This is the same basic idea. The first step to outlining your meeting is choosing a medium. One of my favorite ways to design a meeting is using sticky notes on a wall. Create a column with blocks of time and then a column to the right of that with activities that need to happen in that block. If you're working virtually, you can even design a meeting using your favorite online whiteboarding tool. We love Mural, and if you have a second, check out our blog on Dancing with Mural. There's also nothing wrong with opening up a regular old Word or Google document. You can copy and use our Google Doc template for both your outline and detailed facilitation guide, which we'll get into in the next episode. And you can find the link to that template and all other resources we're referencing in the description of this episode. Hey, meeting makers. We know you may be driving, cooking, or working out and don't have time to take notes. We've got you covered. Our team at Dancing with Markers creates one-page visual summary notes of each podcast episode that you can download and review to quickly remember the key takeaways. Just head to the description and visit the link to have the notes sent right to your inbox. Don't have time to listen to a whole season? No worries. After each season, you'll be able to purchase our playbook with top tips and tools from each season. Find our playbooks on our website at makemeetings.org forward slash playbook. Good meeting design starts with outcomes. Once you have your outcomes, you can create an outline And then once you have an outline, you can create a detailed facilitation guide. Once you have a detailed facilitation guide, then you can create your materials, including your slide deck. So whatever tool you're using, go ahead and write down the outcomes again, either as a bulleted list or on stickies, one idea per sticky. 
The next step is to create the bricks or blocks of your agenda by coming up with topics that are related to the outcomes. Here's what I mean. Let's say that we are having a meeting to design our goals for next year. The outcome of the meeting is the goals themselves, but the topics are the blocks that need to be covered. For example, a topic might be what we learned from the previous year, followed by thinking about how we want to improve in the next year, and finally considering ways that we can align our goals to organizational outcomes. What I just did was take the goal and break it down into separate topics and then arrange those topics in a logical flow. There are lots of different ways to create flow in a meeting. The most common is open, refine, and close, which is a variation of diverge, grown zone, and converge from San Tainer's A Facilitator's Guide to Participatory Decision-Making, also linked in the description. Most conversations start with opening, which may look like brainstorming, followed by refining, such as sorting ideas, and finally closing, which could be coming to a decision or defining next steps. Open, refine, close might be the flow for the whole meeting and also individual activities. You'll hear us talk more about this in a future episode. So when it comes to creating your flow, put topics that require brainstorming first and topics that require decisions later so you can make informed decisions in a logical way. Another one of my favorite flows is past, present, and future. Start with what happened before, then what is happening now, and finally what we want to happen in the future. This is based on the future search model from Marvin Wiseboard and Sandra Janoff, and we'll also throw that book link into the description for you. Another great flow is broad to specific. Start with the organizational vision, then the team vision, and finally individual vision, as an example. And if you're struggling with finding your flow, the easiest thing to do is consider if there are conversations that need to be had in order for certain topics to be discussed or decided. Then put those conversations first. So at this point, I want you to get those topics down. Take those stickies and jot down one topic per note or add to that bulleted list in your Google Doc and try to put those topics in a logical flow. So this is when I actually pivot and I start talking about working out. Raise your hand if you've ever done what's called a high-intensity interval training workout. If you have, then you know that you always start with a warm-up followed by a burst of high-intensity activity, followed by a rest, then re-warming up, then another period of high-intensity activity, rinse, repeat, and finally a cool-down. That is a really important structure to think about with your meetings because in the same way that our bodies need to warm up rest and cool down between bursts of activity, our brains need that same energy shift when it comes to objective meetings. If you're interested, I published an article with two of my colleagues, Brian Tarallo and Ray Ringel, in Harvard Business Publishing on exactly this topic. Like everything else we've referenced, you could find the link in the description. So how does this relate to the list that you just came up with? I want you to think about each one of those topics as a 45-minute to two-hour block of time, depending on the complexity of that topic. In that time block, you need to account for a chunk of time to warm up, do the activity, and share out what you learned. Then take a break before doing the next warm-up and activity. 
We often cram too much into our agendas and forget that activities take time to give instruction, potentially transition into, and time at the end to make sure that you understand key takeaways and next steps. This is why one-hour strategic planning meetings almost never work. You just need more time. There's no point in rushing the process, and if you can at least negotiate for a 90-minute meeting or multiple 90-minute meetings, you will absolutely be less rushed and more productive. Here is some general guidance on time planning. You need about five or perhaps even 10 minutes to do what's called framing. Framing involves making sure people know why the activity is happening, what it's supposed to do, and how they're going to do it. Why, what, and how. That's framing. Then you also need about five or more minutes to reflect on the activity and talk about next steps. Make sure that you are adequately planning the right amount of time for each of those topics you came up with. In a future episode, I will talk more about energizers, or you might know them as icebreakers. This is another great thing to do if you have the time and can do something to get people's brains working before doing an activity. But for the sake of keeping this episode really basic, I'm not going to talk about energizers right now. So at this point, you might be going, oh, wow, I have 12 hours of material and I've been told that I only have 60 minutes. And if that's the case, you have a little bit of negotiating with the powers that be to make sure you get the outcomes more consolidated or you get more time. And by more time, it might look like more meetings, like a meeting series, or simply a longer meeting to try to accomplish more of the outcomes that you have. But it doesn't stop there. Because we haven't talked about the two most important pieces of any meeting outline, which is, can you guess it? The opening and the closing. Sure, we talked about how you open and close an activity, but what about the whole meeting? People remember the opening and the closing of a talk or presentation, especially the closing, more than any other part of that talk. And the same applies to meetings. So here's what you need in order to properly open a meeting. This guidance comes from one of my favorite organizations, the Grove Consultants International out in San Francisco. They have a meeting modality called ORRS, O-A-R-R. And that stands for outcomes, agenda, rules, and roles, not the dinner kind. Now, I personally don't like the word rules, so I use the word agreements, but the concept is still the same. So you might start a meeting out by reviewing the outcome or outcomes so people know why they're there. Then you review the agenda so people know what to expect. And most importantly, when they get a break and when they get to leave, and then you also establish meeting agreements or ground rules, which are principles that the group agrees to in order to have a successful meeting. And lastly, you go over roles. For example, if you are a project manager or a leader, but for the purposes of this meeting, you are the facilitator, which is more of a neutral role, be sure to articulate at the beginning of the meeting that your role is to facilitate the conversation and the role of the participants is to offer their ideas and insights. This is also the part where you want to be clear on who is making any final decisions about the meeting. So again, your outcomes, your agenda, your agreements, and your roles. Let's pause for a moment around meeting agreements. There is really an art to establishing meeting agreements. 
Some facilitators like to invite the group to come up with their own list of meeting agreements. But if time is short and you anticipate that a certain meeting agreement, such as one person speaking at a time, is important, you can come prepared with that list in advance. I'm not planning to cover meeting agreements in detail during this season, but we will put a resource for meeting agreements in the description if you want to learn more about this specifically. The last thing that should always be a part of your opening is time to do introductions or a check-in. If people don't know each other, then they should at least go around the room and share their name, their role, and a desired outcome they have for the meeting. If everyone knows each other and this is more of a routine meeting than just a simple check-in with a word that represents how they're feeling or a quick round of sharing something good that happened that day is a nice way to set a positive tone and get started quickly. We talked about the bricks of the agenda, aka the topics. We've covered the things you need to include in your opening. And if you're actually working on your outline, then at this point you should have your sticky notes or your bullets linked out in a logical flow, including one for opening and check-in. Now let's talk about the thing that people will remember the most from your meeting, which is, drum roll, the closing. If your meeting is like most, you have two minutes to do a closing. And if that's the case, the big thing to make sure that everybody is clear on is what are the next steps and who is accountable. Do not leave without this. But if you have more than two minutes, then it's nice to do perhaps a little brainstorming around how to recap the meeting for those who were not able to attend. And of course, one of those steps will then be following up with that person or people. And if you have more time, then be sure to include a closing checkout, which could again be a single word or phrase that represents a feeling they have, or perhaps a takeaway or action from the meeting. This ties everything with a bow and gives people a sense of closure. They'll leave your meeting feeling like they accomplished a lot and they're clear on moving forward. And then there's no meeting after the meeting, hopefully. What you should be looking at by the end of this episode, or when you do your homework later, is a full outline of the meeting and bonus points if you've even put times in that outline so you know approximately how long things are going to take. Now, don't pull your eyeballs out over the timing piece. Everything is going to fluctuate 5 to 15 minutes, even for a tenured facilitator. The most important thing is that you have 5 to 15 minutes to open the meeting, 5 to 15 minutes to close the meeting, 45 minutes to a couple of hours for each activity, and time for breaks every hour or two for at least 5 to 20 minutes. Great job, meeting makers. You have your outline. If you thought, man, that episode was too easy, great. Most of this stuff is pretty simple and basic. You might also be giving yourself a face palm knowing that you could have been doing more of these basics all along, but no worries. Now you know and you can keep improving and keep getting better. Let's make those meetings work. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a few minutes to rate and review so future meeting makers can find our community. Download a visual summary of this episode in the show notes and be sure to join the conversation in our Meeting Makers Facebook group. Want help with your next meeting? Reach out at makemeetings.work and we'll set up time to chat.